I figured one of the things I'm going to need to do is start announcing that I'm doing a haiku so that people who start listening to this know I'm talking about a haiku. So let's do our today's haiku. Trump puts Dems on call. What a mess in Chicago. San Francisco rocked. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. I know, I'm a little late. Uh, this weekend, I got lucky. I wasn't even going to be here this weekend. Uh, we, I was going to even do a show today, or, yes, or on Monday. This is going to be out on Monday night, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to watch it till Tuesday. So I decided, me and my girlfriend, we're going to go to Las Vegas this weekend because they were the rooms were really cheap and we got the tickets three months ago we were ready to go um i had no reason to hurry back so it's okay let's let's go to vegas this weekend and then she got told by her boss that if she went to vegas she was going to have to take a covid test on um she's gonna have to take a covid test before she could work and then take another one five days later. So she said, let's not do this, Gene. I said, okay, let's not do that. And then I got mad at her and we had a fight. It wasn't really a fight, but we got mad. And I called her a name and she called me a name. And then she said, let's go to San Francisco. I said, I don't want to go to San Francisco. She goes, well, I want to go to San Francisco and go on vacation. And I love you, and I loved her, and it was just, it was an ugly mess. It was an ugly mess. So we decided, you know what, screw it. I got my money back from the Las Vegas hotel from uh, Caesars, and they seemed okay with it, so that was okay. I, I was good. I, they were good people. And um, we decided to drive up to San Francisco. Now, understand something. I was a little concerned about going to San Francisco because of the crime and because of the bums and because of the trash and the dirt and the poop all over and maybe we'll step on a drug needle or something like that. Um, but I thought it is a decent trip and we're only going for a day up there. So we drove up the one Pacific Coast Highway. Um, it extends the length of the drive by about two to three hours because it goes through Big Sur Cambria, San Simeon, the Monterey Peninsula. It's it's a but it's a very pretty pretty drive. And we stayed. We drove up first four hours. I know you don't care, but I'm gonna actually send you a a, a post a video on YouTube in a couple next couple days. <coughs> we got we got up there. We got up to uh, San Simeon. Stayed in San Simeon. We saw the sea elephants. We saw California condors. They were all over the place. California condors in uh, North uh, Cal Northern California look like they're coming out like pigeons. They were eating all sorts of stuff. We saw them three times. They were all over. Uh, then we drove up to San Francisco. Um, that was a good drive. Didn't take long. It was about three hours from where we were. So we got up and... Um, uh, found our hotel. We didn't. Everything was done. Everything was done. You know, by the just by the skin of our teeth. We didn't. I didn't even have a hotel. We were an hour out from San Francisco. I called to get a hotel. We were an hour out from um, San Simeon. I called to get a hotel. So we got up there, and you know something wasn't that bad. When we got into downtown San Francisco, yeah, that was a little sketchy. There were bums everywhere. There was tents everywhere. 
we saw, I saw one guy peeing and stuff like that. So that was, yeah, it was, but when we got to our hotel, which was on the wharf, I don't know who's been to San Francisco, but there's, there is a tourist area. It's the wharf, Ghirardelli Square, um, right around that area. We had a hotel right there and the hotel was not terrible. We got there. Of course, we started drinking. That's what we do. And we started walking the wharf. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It w- it really wasn't terrible. There were a lot of bums. Um, the park by Ghirardelli Square. I can't remember what that park's called. I, Hyde Park, maybe. I don't know. But it was actually kind of quiet, kind of nice. Lots of hippies. I do not wear my mask when I'm walking outside. I got yelled at a couple of times for wearing a mask. Uh, after about the fourth time, I finally told them I'm, I'm an ER doctor from Los Robles Hospital in Ventura, and if they know more about COVID than I do, then they should tell me about it. And that pretty much told them, back them off. Uh, a girlfriend thought that was funny. I, 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 And then I started getting arrogant and started ordering her dinners for her and everything, because I figured I'd go for the San Diego thing, Right. Yeah, people from San Diego, they, they seem like they're real arrogant and they're real elitist. Well, yeah, they are. They like to smell their own farts. And the one thing I love is a, a fucking 15-year-old telling me that I should be wearing a mask. Dude, you want to wear your mask while you're outside, you go go for it. But if it doesn't smell like crap, I'm not going to wear a mask. It's just not worth it to me. And, and that's the whole thing. And it was warm. I mean, it wasn't like it was freezing cold up there. It was kind of warm, so... I didn't really have to worry about the COVID-19 thing up there. But the other problem we had up there, we did have a nice dinner. We had a nice um, seafood dinner. Uh, We had to eat outside. There was no eating inside. All of the greatest places up there, like the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, things like that, those were all closed. That kind of sucked. Um, a lot of the stores were closed. And one of the things that amazed my girlfriend, Josie, you know, I've said Josie more than once, is how that place dies after about nine o'clock. So I went to go get some drinks after about nine, 10 o'clock. And there was a 7-Eleven about six blocks away. So I got out and I walked over to go to the 7-Eleven, bums everywhere. They were all lined up, sleeping on the ground, trash everywhere. I mean, the place is a mess. There's no question the place is a mess. And no one seems to be cleaning it up. I I blame the city on that. Because half the reason there was a mess is because the trash cans were absolutely full. So, it was was a really nice trip. We saw the seals. We saw the bridge. Uh, We had to drive home yesterday because of a mishap. But... It was all good, all good. So I'm here today doing one kind of late on uh, Monday night. It'll, it'll come out Monday night. You probably won't listen to it till Tuesday morning. That's fine. So let's talk. I, I guess uh, when I am when I am on vacation, I don't know what goes on. I don't pay attention to the news. I don't carry a computer. I actually do have a computer, but I don't carry it. I don't open it. I don't look at email. I I don't care about anything. But apparently there were some big stuff that happened this weekend. The first is that President Trump signed an executive order on the, um, for the COVID relief package. Um, it could be, you could call it's basically an extension of the CARES Act, which was the actual law and there's still money left in the CARES Act. So that's good. Uh, and he did this because Nancy Pelosi and Congress wouldn't do a darn thing with it. 
I think Nancy Pelosi put out a $4 trillion package that included just weird stuff like defunding police and just giving Black Lives Matter money. It's just incredible. Now, the CARES Act was only $1.4 trillion. And I say that like it's not a lot of money. It is a lot of money. But Nancy Pelosi's last bill was $4 trillion. So this, this was not going to happen. Now, here's the thing. I'm not a big fan of, of executive orders. I think, I know they're used quite a bit. Obama used them all the time. Um, but I think it's the president overstepping their bounds. I think the president is there to sign and enforce law. Congress and the Senate are there to make law. Now, the problem is Congress isn't doing anything. And the Congress doesn't want to do anything. Nancy Pelosi's only goal, and same with Chuck Schumer, but he has no power, her only goal is to screw with Trump. That's it. To get Trump and blame Trump and everything else. This executive order, I'm still not sure. I have to look up to see what's legal, what's kind of iffy. Um, this executive order is something that is really kind of a push. It's not really there. This is a political move is essentially what I'm saying. I don't know if Trump can even do this legally. I'm sure he can, but this is something, and this is what the executive order was really made for. It was made to actually force Congress into doing something. It's giving, the president is giving his game plan and what his ideas are, and then Congress kind of builds from that. But when Congress is completely worthless, well, then go ahead, do it. What the hell is going to happen? Supreme Court, it's a brilliant move politically because he's basically, what he's done is he said, Okay, Congress won't do it. I'm going to help the people. And that's what he said today when I heard him today. Here's how I'm going to help the people. So let's take a look. Let's, let's see how what four areas that this um, executive order helps. First thing is this executive order in, uh, extends the, un, the enhanced unemployment benefits. So you'll get an extra $400 a week through unemployment, which is ends up being $600. Um, I don't know if he can do that. Uh, I'm actually looking at CNET right now, and it looks like this could be challenged legally, but it's got to be absolutely insane if Nancy Pelosi or anyone else decides to actually challenge this. Now, the only issue is that he, this bill requires that states put up 100 of the $400 for the enhanced unemployment insurance. Okay. So I get six, I get, I get two, $300 a week or whatever it is. All right. So it ends up being five, but two fifty. So now it's going to jump up to about $600. So that $400 extra is from the CARES Act, which there is still money in the CARES Act. $100 of that, $300 of that is going to be paid by the federal government. $100 of that has to be paid by the state. That could be kind of an issue. So that's that's going to be an interesting one. I don't think that's going to be challenged only because I think it is an absolute death sentence for the Democrats. The Democrats are in trouble right now. Uh, Biden is in trouble. The Democrats are in trouble. Trump is playing his cards very well. Politically, this is a great move. Whether it's legal or not, and I don't like it, 
I really don't like it, but it is a great move. The next one is uh, eviction order protection. So basically what happens is the, and this is not really in the bill, the, the president doesn't really say anything. This is what it says. The Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Director of the CDC shall consider whether any measures temporarily halting residential evictions of any tenants for failure to pay rent are reasonably necessary to prevent the further spread of COVID-19 from one state or the possession in or possession into an any other state or possession. So essentially what that's doing is that's dumping on HUD. I don't think the executive order actually says much about that, but it gives the uh, housing urban development department the power to say, listen, Johnny has COVID. He can't leave his apartment. You can't evict him because he's not getting a paycheck. That's essentially what it's doing. And HUD will determine whether that's a thing. So I, I don't exactly know what, why that's even in there. Outside of it gives HUD complete power. Do I like that? Not at all. I do not like when bureaucracy takes over something. I, I really hate when bureaucracy takes over something. And HUD is a bureaucratic office. These are not elected officials. Now, I know they're Trump's officials, but what happens when they're not Trump officials? This kind of bothers me. Can it be challenged? I don't know. I don't think any of this is going to be challenged. And I'm going to say that again and again and again, and then one more time at the end. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to take a look how that's going to work. Uh, and does that mean you're not going to get evicted from your apartment because you can't pay your rent because you have COVID? Um, I would say probably not. I think you're probably going to get evicted because when you dump something on a bureaucracy, it takes freaking forever to deal with. So I, I'm not thrilled with this one. The next one is where Trump and Congress and the Democrats really fight, and it's a payroll tax cut. And it's actually kind of a payroll tax holiday. So this will only go till December 31st, from September 1st to December 31st. And essentially what it does is it cuts the payroll taxes that a company has to pay and that you will end up with a little bit more money in your uh, bank, in your uh, check, your next pay period in se starting September. Now, this isn't going to be for everyone. It's going to be for anybody who's earning less than $100,000 a year. So... It's an okay. I, I hate pay taxes, payroll taxes. I, I think they're stupid. It's like double dipping. You're charging the company and you're charging me because I'm hired. I hate pay. I think they should be eliminated altogether. But I think all taxes should be eliminated. Who am I kidding? So this is not a thing. The Democrats are throwing an absolute hissy fit. Um, in two ways. One, they're saying that the payroll tax cut won't do anything for the people. And they're probably right. As far as the payroll tax cut goes, it'll help businesses a little bit, which I think is a good thing. And it'll give a little bit more pay to the employee, which I think is a good thing. So it's, it's a good thing. It's not a, it's not a terrible thing. But they say it won't help anything. 
Okay, I'm not sure how cutting taxes doesn't help, but okay, they say it won't do anything. But some of the um, some of the Democrats, specifically Joe Biden, are saying that it's going to kill Social Security. Okay, here's the story with Social Security. Social Security is not going to be killed by a payroll tax cut. It, it won't be killed with a payroll tax cut because the Social Security that I'm going to get, my kids are paying for. The Social Security that my kids are going to get, their grandkids are going to be paying for. The Social Security that my dad gets, I pay for. It's a Ponzi scheme. And I, I didn't make this up. This is from Ben Shapiro. If you listen to the Ben Shapiro show, he says the same thing. But Social Security is not going to be, Social Security for me is not going to be affected because the company I work for doesn't have to pay taxes and I get a little bit more money on a check. So it is complete bullshit. Understand that. Social Security is crap anyway. Chances are I'm, I'm going to see maybe $100 a month in Social Security because there just aren't that many. Uh, I had four kids. One died, so I got three kids. They're not going to have a, they're just, but the average person is not having two, three kids. And if they're having three, four kids is they're pulling an idiocracy thing. They, they're too poor to take care of them. Rich people aren't having kids. So they're not going to be able to pay for me. It's stupid. It's really a dumb thing to argue that. And not to mention, I, I find it funny. Joe Biden says that because Joe, because um, uh, Barack Obama you know, the president of the United States who had Joe Biden as vice president also signed an executive order cutting, um, uh, cutting, um, cutting the payroll tax. So it's, it, it, he's already done it. So it's, it's kind of dumb. Now, can Trump be sued for this one? Of course he can. There's no, this time is no question. When you start screwing with taxes, which is, um, the job of Congress to come up with the Senate and the House, they're the ones that actually come up with what taxes do. Uh, yes, he can definitely get sued for that. Will he get sued for that? Again, I'm going to say this now, and then I'm going to say it one other time, and I'm going to say it at the very end. No, he won't. And it's only because Congress isn't doing anything, and Congress doesn't want to look like the bad guy. Cutting taxes, I'm sorry, I know it's been, it's it's actually a selling point for a presidential campaign, but cutting taxes is usually a good thing for the people. And I think that since Congress can't seem to get their acts together, this is going to be a huge selling point for Trump. Finally, last but not least, is the student loan payment deferral, which basically extends the deadline for when a students have to uh, have to pay their their student loans. So instead, if I have to pay my student loans in September, it's going to be pushed to December. I have no problem with this. I, I think this is necessary. We don't even know what schools are going to be opening. Why should these kids have to pay student loans when they're not getting any education? And apparently, there's there's not a real case there because a lot of student loans are through the government. Uh, so it, it's it's not really something that Congress can do much about. Can they sue? Yeah, they can. Again, will they? So this executive order, what is the impact? The, exe- the impact of the executive order is basically giving everyone, because it's not going to last forever. It's only going to last for another few months. That's, that's all it's going to last. 
and the money that the and the money that the president is grabbing is money that he can reallocate. So it's going to be very difficult for Congress to actually or anybody to actually sue to stop this. The only area is the payroll tax cut. That's something Congress can actually take Trump to court for because Congress determines taxes. And if Congress creates a bill, Trump can sign it or not sign it. And it's not permanent. And it seems like an emergency. So it seems like Trump's pretty much got the high ground. And he does have he does have the high ground here. Let's be honest. Congress is Nancy Pelosi's has been sitting on this and Chuck Schumer has been sitting on this for ages. They have not done a thing. And they just continue to blame Trump and say Trump's not doing anything. And the Republicans in the Senate aren't doing anything. The Republicans in the Senate don't make law. They vote on law. They check law. It's the House that creates law. And what will happen is the Senate will ask for a law. They'll send it to the House. The House will vote on it. This has been ping-ponging back and forth for months now. And nothing has been done. And President Trump finally got tired of being blamed and said, okay, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. He did it. And now it's up to Democrats to sit back and say, well, what are they going to do? Well, Democrats are going down two roads. Democrats are going down the road of this, this executive order means nothing, which is a lie. It, it isn't that extreme, but it means nothing. And you've got other parts of the Democratic Party that are saying that Trump is violating the Constitution, which he is. I mean, executive orders, he's not a king, he's not supposed to be doing this. But he's violating the Constitution and our Social Security is going to be ruined and we're all going to die of before we're supposed to, things like that. Yeah, no, you can't have it both ways. Either it's an important executive order or it's not. If it's not an important executive order, Nancy Pelosi should just simply say, okay, it doesn't matter. She's not saying that. She doesn't know what to say. Chuck Schumer doesn't know what to say. Joe Biden said something that really doesn't make any sense unless it doesn't make any sense if you understand Social Security. So it was a good bill. Politically, it was a very good executive order to do. Good for him. Um, very smart move. Uh, I don't think it's really effectual. I don't think we're going to see huge amounts of money in our paychecks or anything like that. But it is a good political move. And I think the Biden group and the Democrats are getting really, really nervous because the three years of doing nothing because you got the orange man in the White House is finally beginning to come up on them because it, it's really looking political now as opposed to um, just these are stupid laws. So this was another surprise. Uh, Chicago is burning up. Or actually, they're not really burning. People are just stealing shit. Uh, so here, here's the story of what happened in Chicago. Apparently, some kid, uh, 18, 20, 24, I, he wasn't a kid, but he was doing something wrong. It was reported to the police that he had a gun. There was a kid that had a gun. The police found the kid. The kid started shooting at the police. The police fired back. They hit and they wounded the kid. Both 
the policemen, the three policemen who responded and the kid ended up in the hospital. They all ended up okay. The gun was found. Everything is honky-dory. Well, apparently Antifa, or Black Lives Matter, it could have been either or, but I've heard Antifa, has decided to um, make a bigger stink. Black kid was unarmed black kid was shot and killed in Chicago. Let's go loot shit. Because that's what makes sense. Social justice and um, uh, ra- racial justice is done by stealing shit. We learned that by, with George Floyd. So that makes complete sense. So what happened? They actually ran out, not just to their areas and burned up their areas. And by their, I mean the looters. The looters decided to go to the best part of Chicago, which means there's absolutely no reason to visit Chicago now, and started just busting windows and stealing crap. It got better. It got better. They were driving U-Hauls into the streets and loading U-Hauls with merchandise. There are videos of people slamming cars into the windows so that they could break in. A Tesla dealership was actually broken into, presumably to steal Teslas. I'm sure they didn't get a Tesla, but I'm pretty sure that they probably fucked up those cars real good. So... Uh, Lori Lightfoot, who's the genius, she's such a, such a freaking terrible human being. Such a fucking terrible human being. She decided to sit back and say, we are waking up in the morning. These individuals engaged in what can only be described as brazen and extensive criminal looting and destruction. And to be clear, this had nothing to do with legitimate protected First Amendment expressions. Wow. It took you that long to figure that shit out? It took you that long? Apparently, now, let's move on. So 100 people were arrested during this, and it, there were thousands there. So you had just a fraction of the people actually arrested. And 13 cops were injured and had to go to the hospital. That's awesome. And you got Lori Lightfoot. By the way, Chicago is the city that last weekend had... 40 other shootings, 40 or 70 shootings. The murder rate is comparable with Iraq and Afghanistan. They are, they are looking at having over, I don't know, what is it? A thousand or 2000 murders this year. And she is sitting back and saying, okay, this isn't, but at least she's the first Democrat I heard say, this isn't peaceful protest. This is bullshit. We need to stop this stuff. Now, she's working with the federal government. She actually is working. She's a bit of a coward. So, Lori Lightfoot, go look at her. She just looks like a terrible human being. And I, I hate the bitch. I won't lie. Can't stand her. But she's trying to work with the federal government to have the federal government come in and kind of clean and stop this crap because she can't do it. Her police can't do it. There are just too many people. She's already hamstrung her police department. So there's, she again, a Democrat. She, she's already hamstrung the government. But here's what she wants. Here's, again, something that I said just always happens. She wants the federal government to help her with gun control. 
control the guns, get rid of the guns. Not that these assholes are freaking criminals, and that's what they are, but it's about guns. It's all about the guns. If you're Trump, what do you do? You can't, you can't agree with her. You can't agree with her. It has nothing to do with the guns. Chicago is, has some of the tightest regulations in the country outside of New York and, and California. I just, you do, you've already made guns illegal. These people, the people who have the guns are criminals by definition because they have the guns. Absolute insanity. Combine all this with Portland being on day 72 with protests. Um, Seattle still protesting. I don't know what their day is or how bad they are. Now you got Chicago. New York crime in New York and Chicago is up 200%. I'm, I'm sorry, not crime. Murder is up 200%. And now you're seeing more of these. I personally think it's time for Trump to uh, set up the Insurrection Act and actually send the army over there and declare martial law. Now, doesn't mean he should declare martial law in San Diego, where I'm from. Yeah, no, because we're not really doing anything here in San Diego. But Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Chicago, maybe New York. I, I think I think it's it's becoming time that this crap has to stop. And it's time the federal government and Trump will look Trump will look like a hero here. There was a poll released, uh, I think it was today or this weekend, that stated that most people of color want more police forces than less. Well, the city council decided to cut, the city council in Seattle decided to cut 50% of the budget for the uh, police force up there. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio, gopher killer, decided to cut $1 billion dollars off of his off of his police department, including closing down his um, plainclothes police division. Minneapolis wants to cut their SWAT teams. Massachusetts or Boston, the same team that caught that piece of shit uh, bomber, uh, uh, Boston Marathon bomber. The same ones that caught him, they cut that group up. That group is gone. We are heading towards a very bad place and nobody seems to care. Donald Trump, people want law and order. They want law and order. Most people actually work for a living. They want law and order. So to sit back and uh, sit back and Trump not to do something, I, I think it's, it's time for him to sit back and say, you know what, I, I got news to you. I, I'm the president of the United States. I got to do what I got to do. And uh, I'm sending in troops or I'm sending in a guard. They're going to be run by the federal government and that's it. And take over Portland, take over Seattle, take over Chicago, get these pieces of crap in jail, convict them, throw them in jails. Oh, I'm sorry, they could get COVID. They're running around without masks. They're getting COVID anyway. Get them out there. It's time to end all of this crap. Okay. This is the last story. I, I, I really did. I think this is an awesome story. This is from the Daily Wire, so I'm going to be reading it. It's um, by Joseph Curl. It was released a couple days ago. Uh, I read this to Josie, my girlfriend, while we were up in San Francisco, and she just 
she just couldn't believe it. I'm not going to read the entire article. But the University of Georgia, this is from the article, the University of Georgia is urging students to wear masks while having sex. The university reportedly sent out notices to on-campus students that said they should, quote, consider wearing a face mask during sex. Heavy breathing and painting can further spread the virus, and wearing a mask can reduce the risk, end quote, according to OutKick magazine, or whatever OutKick is. Quote, your safest sex partner practice solo sex or limit the number of sexual partners you have, end quote, said the University of Georgia recommendations, according to OutKick, which identifies itself on Twitter as a fearless, data-driven sports reporting. So OutKick is a sports reporting. In June, a study from researchers at Harvard University said that the order to prevent transmitting COVID-19 from one person to another both people should be wearing a face mask while having sex. The study also advised against kissing. It suggested partners shower before and after act and clean everything with alcohol wipes and soap. Now, I, 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 I'm going to get there. So listen to this one. Quote, data are lacking regarding the routes of sexual transmission, said the study published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Two small studies of SARS-CoV-2 infected people did not detect viral vi- the virus in semen or vaginal secretions. An addition study of semen samples from 38 patients detected the viruses by reverse transcriptase polymerase chain reaction in six patients, 15.8%. However, the relevance regarding sexual transmission remains unknown until this is better understood. Oh, unknown. Uh, Until this is better understood, it would be prudent to consider semen potentially infectious. To continue, although one study failed to detect the virus in urine samples, there is evidence that SARS-CoV-2 nucleic acids were detected in urine sample in at least one patient in another study. Until this is clarified, urine should be considered personally infectious. So what does that mean? Don't pee on anyone. SARS-CoV-2 RNA has been detected in stool samples, raising concerns for fecal-oral transmission. Um, If you are my age or someone, you know what that means. Okay? It is not clear, however, whether viral RNA detected in a stool is capable of causing productive infection. Moreover, these data are moot given that any in-person contact results in substantial risk of disease transmission owing to the virus stability on common surfaces and propensity to propagate the oropharynx and respiratory tract, said the study. So here, here, here's, this is what I, this was a really long study, all right? I, let, let, me, let me give you the initial thing, and this is what the study did not say, which I find absolutely amazing. Nowhere in the article does it say, and Dave, cover your daughter's ears if she's in the car. Nowhere in the article does it say, don't fuck lots of people. And here, here's the whole thing. I, I know we're all scared of COVID. I'm not exactly sure why we're not scared of AIDS, herp, excuse me, AIDS, herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea, crabs. I think you can catch a lot of disease a lot more easily through sex. 
And I don't think COVID is a real important disease. We need to worry about that. So why in this study was there not one mention of just don't have a lot of sex with a lot of people? I don't know. Because essentially that's what that article tells me. Okay, so if I don't fuck 15 women, I'm probably not going to get COVID. How about this? The other thing that's amazing about this, did you notice there was nothing conclusive about it? They weren't even talking about COVID. They were talking about SARS, which is a lot less transmissible. But they said, well, there's no evidence that your butt has SARS. There's no evidence that your penis has SARS. There's no evidence of SARS in semen or urine. But it's probably better just not to do it. Uh, or it's probably better, I don't know what they're saying. But it, 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 this is we've gotten so stupid in this country. Why can't someone just go out there and say, don't have sex with lots of people? Or how about this? You shouldn't have sex with lots of people because there's other serious, far more serious diseases. I just mentioned them. AIDS, herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea, crabs. Far more serious diseases than COVID. I mean, HIV will kill you. Syphilis will kill you. Herpes probably won't kill you, just really sucks bad. I don't have any of those, by the way. But why? And here's the other thing. Why not say, well, you shouldn't be having sex with 15 other people anyway. That's immoral. That's wrong. Why can't people say that? Is that, is that, why don't you just have a relationship, have sex with one person, if you have to have sex, have sex with one person? Why is that bad? Do you know why I'm not worried about catching COVID from Josie? Because she's the only one I'm with, really. I'm definitely not worried about catching COVID from Josie through sex. It's just, it's so stupid. And to sit back and say, oh, well, you have to wear a mask during sex? Come on now. Really? If you don't know that person, you shouldn't probably... If you don't know whether that person has sex or not, has a, a COVID or not, how about this? Don't have sex with her or him. No. Our culture has gotten so stupid that we just ignore the most obvious and state the dumbest. You know, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Don't have sex with 25 people. I don't think that's a really bad thing to say. But in our society where the counterculture has become the culture, that's right, me, a religious, uh, a moderately religious, white, heterosexual male is now the counterculture. Conservative male, by the way, is now the cult counterculture. It's really disturbing. So I'm reading, I've read a, a great book this week. I just finished it. Um debunking Che Guevara. Hold on, let me grab the book because I don't know what the exact title is. Okay, here it is. Exposing the Real Che Guevara and the Useful Idiots Who Idolize Him. I have read that book. What it, um, it You should read it. I think it's inter an interesting read. I'm not sure how factual it is. There are a lot of, there are a lot of um, uh, references in the book. A lot of references are anti-Cuban, and but a lot of it makes sense. A lot of it I've already heard before, so it's nothing special. It is a 
purely anti-Castro, anti-Guevara book uh, written by a Humberto Vantova, who is Cuban and immigrated to the United States or became a refugee to the United States from Cuba. Uh, it's a good book. It's a very easy read. It took me three days to read it. Um, matter of fact, the three days, it took me a day to read the last 20 pages because I was just got busy. But it, it's a really good book. And it really makes it really makes what some of these people who wear the Che Guevara shirts, I I would love to find someone wearing a Che Guevara shirt so I could just say, why are you wearing that thing? What do you know about Che Guevara? He was a piece of garbage. He was dumb. He murdered people. He was probably he was definitely a sociopath. He was just a bad human being. And he was a bad human being all around. The book is okay. The book is was not written. I mean, this guy didn't write doesn't write real well, but it was definitely worth the read. Uh, if I had to rate this thing out of five stars, I'd give it about a three and a half. It was worth the read. So you can follow me on Twitter. That's it for today. And I actually had more, but obviously I had more because I've been holding up, but we're not going to go into the, I actually had one more story, I think. Well, I'm not, not going to do it. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher. I'm on Stitcher. What? And YouTube. Uh, get ready. I'm going to upload all the videos from my uh, San Francisco vacation. You can actually see me. You can see Josie. It's going to be pretty awesome. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>